Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast COVID-19 leadership series. On today's show, we have Jonathan Palmerston, the CEO of Gripple. Before we get to that, Greg, we want to tell everyone that this is brought to them by the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors. Go to NAILD.org, Greg. And check it out. And Gripple's been a longtime member, so we're happy to have him. Longtime supporter of Nailed. So we're going to go right over to him. Jonathan, how are you doing? Very good. Thank you for having me. I hope everybody's doing well. Say hi to Greg Eric. Hi, Greg. How are you? Good, Jonathan. Thanks for being on. So at the risk of being facetious, uh, how are you grippling with all this? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, appreciate the candor. Uh, so obviously this has been a trying time uh, for us, but we're, we're doing very well. Uh, we have all of our people are healthy, uh, which we're happy to report on. Uh, it, it has been a trying time uh, working remotely all over over the country, uh, but, but we're doing well, and uh, we're, we're hopeful that we can see a uh, light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, uh, with the current situation. How many yeah. manufacturing facilities do you guys have? So we have, in the United States, we have two manufacturing facilities. Uh, our main headquarters is in Aurora, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, mm-hmm. and recently we had opened up a facility in LA uh, in Santa Fe Springs, and we manufacture there as well. Okay, and then you also have some overseas? We do. Uh, we have manufacturing facilities in the United Kingdom, uh, Sheffield to be exact. Uh, that is our main manufacturing. Uh, we have manufacturing in uh, France. Uh, we have uh, sales offices all over. Uh, and then we also have manufacturing in India, and that facility uh, supports. Uh, sales for India itself, and you don't have any in China. Sounds like we do. N- we do not. Okay, so how we haven't we've talked to most people have something in China. How, how is European production versus say the U.S. right now or America? Is it different? Very. Europe is being hit very hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the U.K., uh, which is where our main manufacturing uh, locations, um, they've been hit hard as well. Uh, however, the UK is faring better than what we see in France, Spain, and, and Italy right now. Uh, even the Netherlands, uh, our business is, is drastically impacted there as well. Um, but right now, the US is, is faring, at least from a commercial standpoint, much better than what, what Europe is. And all of your factories, I mean, you guys are a number, you're, you're grip, part of Gripple, but Gripple's then owned and has how many different companies? Right. So part of the Gripple organization is we are owned uh, and we ha- we're fully employee owned. And so our Glide organization owns six different companies uh, and they all um, they all produce and manufacture parts and or services that go into the Gripple products. So they're all linked. Uh, so we have six different companies throughout the world. Got it. And so as as um product availability been difficult for you guys in, or has it been pretty steady? It's been good. Uh, We have, because we manufacture our kit assemblies for lighting here, uh, we have excellent availability. Uh, Our supply chain is strong. Uh, We manufacture um, all of the assemblies in Chicago and in LA uh, for the US market. Uh, So we have not seen a downturn yet as far as uh, anything on supply chain. When it comes to leadership, Jonathan, when did you realize that this uh, 
Chinese. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that, but the that what I was talking about was the news from China. You're following it. When did we were all hearing about this lockdown in in Hubei province and in Wuhan, and there was sort of uh, you heard about um, Trump closing the border from for for people that were in China, non-Americans coming back. When did you realize that it was a leadership issue for the CEO of Gripple, and how did you behave, how did you act after you found that out? Um, glad you asked that. So we had a board meeting in LA in February, uh, partially because a lot of our board members had not seen our, our new facility uh, in California. So we flew everybody out. And that was uh, third week in February. We, there was some trepidation from some of our people uh, flying because news really started coming out um, really that first and second week in February. And we thought it was very important that we showed all of our employees at the California facility that, uh, that we were there for them and we wanted to support them. And at that board meeting is when we started putting plans in place that if this were to take off, how do we protect our people? So from a leadership standpoint, uh, a normal board meeting would consist of profit and loss and what we're looking at from a facility standpoint and you know, all of the, the normal things, but that board meeting in mid-February took a different turn to how do we set ourselves up to protect not only our people, uh, but our supply chain, our manufacturing facilities, and keep our business running. Um, it, it, it's a challenging time. The, the, biggest, the biggest problem that we had was how do we keep our people focused when there's so much news starting to come through? Um, so it was really mid-February that we really started looking at the situation and said we need to put something in place in case this goes goes the direction that they're saying. You you put the word focused. I, I think that's super interesting. So what you that's that's really uh, I, I, I you know I never thought of it that way. But what you're saying is like okay, you've assured your people that you're doing everything. Like you're not a doctor. You don't have doctors on staff. You don't have virologists on staff at Gripple. So you're following the direction of maybe the Centers for Disease Control, maybe the local state directive or whatever. You're following that. You're assuring your people that Gripple's a safe place to work, come to work. And you're trying to combat. So there's the virus, which is a virus. And there's also the fear and panic, which is kind of like a virus too. Yes, it is. Yeah. So when you're talking about this focus, is is the focus to say, yes, the virus is real, but the panic and fear is a choice? Well, some of it does come down to that. Uh, when when we talked about focus, it was, we have a product. We, we love our product. It, it, it serves a niche in the market and, and we love to produce it. And since all of our employees are also owners, they take a little bit different stance as far as... Um, the requirements it takes to keep our business running. And that is focus. Now, specifically to how do we keep uh, the panic from setting in, one of the things that we implemented was uh, every other day I send out a message and it has updates. And, and those updates could be, this is you know an update on our employees' health and wellness. Then the next update we send out might be, this is what we see coming. Um, and and that the best way that we were able to assuage some of that panic was to share information. And the more information that we're sharing, the more our people are feeling secure. Did you share the financial strength of Gripple with your people? Absolutely. Part of being an employee owned 
is we actually share the P&L with all of our employees. Uh, and that's not real common for, for companies to do very often, but uh, at all of our sales meetings, we do sales meetings twice a year. Uh, and then once a year, we do a full company event and we share off our P&L file to every single one of our employees. So they know the strength and, uh, and, and the profitability of their company. What about the balance sheet? The balance sheet, uh, to some degree, we give updates on it. We don't show all of the information. Uh, a lot of our production workers, if I were to share a balance sheet with them, it, mm. it's not something they're highly interested in. Our senior sales staff, they're obviously interested in the board members. Uh, but we do talk about the profitability and uh, sustainability that we feel that we can bring uh, throughout this time to them. Now, we know it's a given that the future, the future is an un, kind of an uncertainty. Did you kind share of? that? <laughs> kind of. Did you share that with your employees? Did you straight up say, you know, we're uncertain about a few things, but here's what we're going to do? Or how did you approach that? Absolutely. Uh, I, I think it's important. You see a lot of leaders out there and they, they kind of give you a, uh, a canned response. Don't worry, we'll get through this, da, 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 da. Uh, my point uh, and with my background is I like to be more transparent than that. Uh, so we shared with our employees that, look, this is going to get bad. There's, there's no way around it. But here's what we're going to do to try to, to mitigate that. And we put a lot of emphasis on, uh, we shut our offices down, if you will, much earlier than what the state of Illinois recommended. So we had people working from home for, uh, for at least a, a week and a half, 10 days before the, uh, before the uh, governor of Illinois said, we need to have a, a stay in, in place. The other thing is we put very strict cleaning and social distancing requirements in our factory. Uh, so we switched shifts. We were able to procure hospital-grade antimicrobial foggers and disinfectants. Um, and so we, we implemented a lot of different procedures that we could do to keep our people feeling more comfortable. And that helped uh, in a tremendous way for them to feel more uh, comfortable about coming into work and producing the product. How are your sales? Our sales have been affected. Uh, I think anybody that says any anything else, unless you're you're selling straight to the government at this point, and they happen to be respirators, everybody's sales are impacted. However, they haven't been at, impacted as much as we had feared. Uh, we are still selling a tremendous amount. Uh, a lot of our contractors are doing hospital work and uh, medical facilities and all of those job sites are still up and running. So our business on, on core business uh, is still very strong. And I saw on your website here, you guys are actually offering a protective shield or a hanging kit for that. And I, I was at a grocery store today checking out and it's the first time I've seen it. The cashiers are fully encased in plastic or lensed, lensed in so you can only have the little hole for the credit card and that's really it. Now you guys are, are doing that. How's that we going? Are. So we were able to, obviously the gripple hanging system is perfect for suspension and it doesn't matter what you're suspending. It could be a sign, a light, a piece of duct work, what have you. Um, early on in this, and we had seen it over in, in Europe, uh, Gripple Worldwide had, uh, had a customer that wanted to suspend plexiglass with Gripple and that was going into retail. Uh, we took the same idea and brought it over here, and we were able to, through our supply chain, we're sourcing out the plexiglass and then drilling out the corners, and we have a product that uh, that we're selling for for that. 
Now, most of the grocery stores out there, the Kroger's and the Super Values and, and all the rest of them, uh, they're mounting directly to their cash registers. Mm-hmm. But where we're seeing this take off is if you look at the Starbucks, if you look at McDonald's, if you look at a, a number of other uh, retailers who may be shut down right now or only do a drive through at some point in time, they're going to reopen. And I don't think we're going to have this thing totally licked by then, but they're going to have to reopen. And when they do, they want to protect their employees. So this is a product that's doing very well for us. We're selling it two ways, mind you. One of the ways is with the screen. The other way is we're just selling our hangers and they can procure it anywhere. Uh, and we take the standpoint, we don't care where you, where you get your plexiglass from. I'm not making any money on the plexiglass. The hangers are what we're trying to sell, but we just need these screens up everywhere to keep people from coughing and sneezing and, and that interaction. And the shields are, are a good way to combat that. Hmm. Yeah. It's going to affect it. You know, so many different businesses and that's what I thought about at the grocery store today. And every, everything's now wrapped the bread you can't have out. It's all in their individual wrappers. Mm-hmm. All the cashiers are in, in case. It's just going to be, it's going to be different if it'll ever go back or not. I don't know, <laughs> but we'll see. The um, the issue of layoffs with an employee-owned company. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I am very pleased to report that we have not laid anybody off. We have no intentions to. Uh, we'll see how long this goes. Uh, but right now, our financials are strong. Uh, I will say we have switched some of our hours. I have people working from home that haven't worked from home. Uh, we used to run two shifts at our factory, and one of the things we did is we split that into three shifts and where they're only working six hours, but all of our people are being paid for eight, even though they're only working six hours, and we did that to spread everybody out. Uh, just earlier this week, we're, we're toying with the idea of giving a couple people uh, per shift a day off so we can spread people out even further. Uh, and then we did have a number of people that were out sick and we're continuing to pay them even if they are out sick. So we've not laid anybody off, have no intention to, and we take care of our employees very well. What are you forecasting in the length of time that you're going to continue on with this for? Are you just waiting for the government or are you putting it out and saying at least this long? Um, I prefer not to wait on the government for anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm more than happy to sell to them all day long. Right. Uh, as far as waiting for a response, uh, yeah, I don't put any... Uh, Um, any emphasis on that. We think, and from what we feel, at least at this time, that we're going to see this continue till at least June, uh, at which time, hopefully, there's some vaccines or at least some testing. The social distancing is working uh, and business will start to to pick back up. Uh, It's a crapshoot. Who really knows? You know, if I could uh, read a crystal ball, I probably wouldn't be doing this job. I'd be at a carnival. Yeah, but you need, yeah, but you need foresight, man. You need foresight. Absolutely. Right. So let me ask you this: What is your what is your realistic best case scenario? Our best case scenario, from what we see, is by July, things start to to settle down a little bit, and we start to see some reopening of. Uh, of some of the jobs and the businesses and and retail gets back going. Being in construction, typically construction jobs in a recession aren't um, impacted immediately. We normally see the the reduction 12 to 18 months after that. So we think the, the initial foresight will be 
for the rest of this year, our business is impacted, but not dramatically. If the economy turns back around, then I think that this will be a very short-term deal. If we see a recession start six months after this and things start getting bad, then this could impact our business for the next 18 to 24 months. So your best case scenario has a best case and a worst case in it. What's your worst case scenario? Worst case scenario, we can't find a way out of this. And from a leadership standpoint, we need to start making very tough decisions. Um, the last recession that we had seen through the housing crisis, we didn't lay anybody off. Uh, we did put a hold on hiring. We did put a hold on investment and we managed it from, from that standpoint. We'll do the same in a worst case scenario. Um, we're at, at this point, we're looking to retask every one of our employees. It may be on reduced hours in a worst case scenario, 12 months from now, business doesn't pick up, then we'll have people working on less hours. But we have no intentions of letting any of our people go, if at all possible. So in your worst case scenario, you don't let anybody go? I don't believe that, Jonathan Palmerston. Well, yeah, that's what our goal is. It's a tough, that's a tough one to hold the line on. I mean, you look at those, you look at those, like if your production is not matching the number of people or your capacity, I think you have to let people go, no, Jonathan? Well, here's, here's the beauty of the Gripple product. If you look at the strength of what we sell, and we have three different divisions that, that mm -hmm. we sell into, commercial construction. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have our agricultural business, and then we have our civil business. Now, our ag business is focused on vineyards and, um, and food production. So we sell a lot to fencing products and that. It's livestock. Uh, the agricultural market has been hit the last couple of years because of the tariffs, but that's coming back very strong. And you can only have plantings delayed for a period of time before you have to start investing uh, with these farms and, and vineyards. So that business is very strong for us and will continue at least for the next 12 to 18 months. Our civil business is insanely strong. We manufacture product uh, right now that's being used on the New Orleans levee project. Uh, so after Hurricane Katrina and the levees broke out, um, they, they had to rebuild those. So we make a, a ground anchor that basically works in converse of what we suspend lights with. Uh, it actually anchors matting to the ground and, or underground. And that business is insanely strong right now along with we're anchoring solar panels everywhere. So the construction market may take a downturn. However, labor savings is everything about Gripple products, whether it's across the, the line on every single thing that we manufacture is speeding it up. And in a down economy, contractors get more, uh, get more crafty on ways to reduce their labor because labor is everything on any commercial build. So our product in a downturn actually does very well because our customers are more efficient when they use Gripple product. So we don't really view this as a complete um, hindrance to our long-term business. We just have to find ways to be more efficient. It sounds like you have a very diversified customer base as well. It's interesting. We do. Yeah, yeah we do. I want to ask you something else. Is the fact that you don't manufacture in China is that a is that a uh, practical as well as philosophical position? It is. 
Um, we're very proud of the product that we manufacture, not only in the U.S. from a, a, a Buy American standpoint, uh, but our founder started the business in the U.K., and he's a very proud Englishman. He's brilliant. And he believed that part of your responsibility as not only a business owner, but as a manufacturer, is support your local companies. Sheffield, where our headquarters is, uh, is the birthplace of stainless steel. Uh, it's been an industrial town going back for hundreds of years. And they, they take great pride in manufacturing and keeping employment in the UK. And we feel the same way in the US. Uh, all, almost all of our competitors have plants in China and we make it a big deal that we don't. And, and we haven't, and we have no intentions of, of putting a plant in China. I, I ask you that because you, you, when you reference India, you also preface, or not preface it, but ended the point with the fact that it's only for the Indian market. <laughs> Correct. That was interesting. I, I found that was interesting that you said that. Some of that, though, mind you, has to do with the government in India. So, uh, and this is part of the whole trade negotiations that have been going back and forth, if you, know, if you look back in the last 12 to 18 months, is the, the trade imbalance is very difficult when you are um, manufacturing or having manufacturing in China, if I manufacture it here and ship it to China, the tariffs are very expensive. If they make it there and send it in here, then we basically give them a free pass. We don't believe that's necessarily fair. So we manufacture here, we find ways to manufacture it more efficiently, and we still compete with very cheap Chinese products. Yeah, you do. You mentioned a couple times in this in this show. You talked about grounded. You know, you're in the ground and all. You sound very grounded, Jonathan. You seem like you're poised with this thing. You know, some people we've talked. We talked to different leaders on this on this series, and some of them are optimistic. Some of them are um, looking at it as an opportunity to a challenge for their leadership. It, it's interesting. You know, Dostoevsky. You know that Russian author Dostoevsky. He said that when if if you know if you if you told human beings just to uh, sit around and procreate their own species, they'd smash everything up just to look to, for something to do, you know? And so in a crisis, it's almost like it sharpens the mind. It makes you think about your business in, in a different way. And many times years later from a crisis, you can look back and say, you know, Hey, that was maybe the greatest challenge of my career. Or maybe that, you know, that was the time when I really showed my true stuff. So, I think you're poised, you're grounded, and I really appreciate you coming on the show today, Jonathan. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Folks, we thank the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors for supporting us. Uh, that's NAILD.org. Greg, go to nailed.org. Check them out. Hey, if you're a distributor, you should join us. And we thank Gripple, longtime Nailed member, and their CEO, Jonathan Palmerston, for coming on the show. Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs>